Cardi B, I don't even remember what the name of her album is. I think it was it Bodak Yellow or something like that. They said that, that was better than Illmatic, which is a travesty. But they got this one right. They got they got the Public Enemy, who's very underrated by young people. Young people, young people forget about Public Enemy and how important Public Enemy was to the hip hop culture in the game. And we're we're back on the Lance J show. Coming to you live from Toyota Field, where the Huntsville, we're in Huntsville, Alabama, where the where the Huntsville Trash Pandas play. And we're broadcasting. We're, we're opening up the summer, and it's it's always good to be at a baseball game. I love minor league baseball, especially when you have a brand new stadium out here and you have a buzz, you have a fantastic crowd, people, people are out, you're coming off Father's Day weekend. Young people, the the smell, the smell of the grill and the hot dogs and and the pretzels and all that stuff is real. It brings back so much nostalgia. It reminds me of going to Columbus Clippers games in Columbus, Ohio, as as a child. I didn't live in a city that had Major League Baseball the majority of my life. I lived in Columbus, Ohio. I lived in Trenton, New Jersey. So I've watched a lot of minor league baseball. You know, we get up to a to a we get down to a Reds game every once in a while. And I lived in Baltimore as a little kid. So every time I went to Baltimore, I go to I go to Camden Yards and usually watch the Yankees beat the brakes off the Baltimore Orioles. And that's when the Orioles were competitive. Now the Orioles are just a triple-A team that should be contracted. And literally might be contracted. I I, I haven't gotten to that. There's an article of Peter Angelos' son saying, Oh, well, we're 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 committed to Baltimore. We're not leaving Baltimore. It's like when you hear the owner. Or the owner junior, when you hear they when you hear them say that, when you hear a press conference saying that we're not gonna do something, anytime someone says, Oh, we're committed to this coach, we're not gonna fire this coach. That means that the coach is putting their house up for sale immediately. What if the Orioles become the Vegas Orioles? That'll really piss me off. But the Orioles suck so bad and are fielding a fifty five win team annually. Why why are they in the MLB? And if they went away, who who outside of of Baltimore County would care. But back to public enemy. Public enemy, in my opinion, is the best group in hip hop history. Now I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with me on that. Because a lot of people they look at records sold and they look at all of this other stuff and and they got it right with the with the record. It takes it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Which was the PE album with the song that I let in, Night of the Living Bassheads. That video, Night of the Living Bassheads and Big Daddy Kane Ain't No Half Stepping. That that video when when they had MC Light was an announcer, like was a was a newscaster, 
Flavor Flav was at a news desk. That was so far ahead of his time. That was 1988 when that came out. And Don't Believe the Hype was on that album. Black Steel and Our Chaos was on that album. And Terminator X, man, it was Terminator X was a bad boy, man. You had the S1Ws, all of that militant stuff. P- Professor Griff, now he, he has some, some, you get into some of those um, FOI beliefs and you get into some of the, the anti-Semitic stuff that, that I do not support. I was too young to delineate those things back then in 1988. I was only nine years old. But Public Enemy, when I had Flav on the show, and I had a chance to have Flav on the show, I thanked him. I said, Flavor Flav, you guys helped me as a young 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old to really understand the essence of being a black man and a militant black man and not letting anyone step on my face. And that music was so, was so, so valuable to the culture and, and Chuck D. So they so they had it on the Rolling Stones. They had it six. It was nice to see Public Enemy get some props in their flowers because nobody ever really, really thinks about them. I want to pivot as we get into the seventh inning stretch of the game here. I want to pivot. I'm on in Nashville. And Nashville's where I broadcast on. So shout out to WVOL. 1470 a.m. Now we're gonna we're actually going to be moving to another affiliate pretty soon that we're going to announce. But Nashville, Nashville is home. Nashville's where Paragon 7 Studios is located. We do the we do the Galanda cast during the summer, so I'm gonna be on the road. I'm gonna be in DC, I'm gonna be in Florida, I'm gonna be in Atlanta. But Nashville is where I broadcast from. And the city of Nashville is in a very interesting position because Nashville, it's frustrating to me as someone that's lived all over the country, that's lived in Nashville a couple of times, lived in Seattle a couple of times, lived in Phoenix, lived in Pittsburgh, grew up in Ohio, lived in Alabama. I've seen big cities. I've seen small cities, big media markets, little media markets. And Nashville's a very interesting, I find Nashville media to be very interesting. So they're, they're, they're up in arms about the World Cup. Now, I know out in Seattle, out on Kixie, 880 AM, Seattle is a World Cup city. And Cascadia is really huge to World Cup. You have the Sounders and you have Vancouver Whitecaps. And the Cascadia Cup is one of the, the flagship, one of the most important soccer tournaments in the United States. Nashville, inexplicably, the media here thought that they were going to get selected to be a host city for World Cup in 2026. Not the new stadium that they're, that they're trying to build because that stadium won't be built until at least 2027 and not Geodis Field where Nashville FC plays. We've had Marcus Whitney on the show who's a part owner and Geodis Field is the largest soccer-specific stadium in the United States. But to, but to have World Cup in Nashville... You've got to have an elite 80,000, 70,000 seat stadium. And and we have Nissan Field in Nashville, which Nissan Field, this is not Lance J being a troll. This is not me being a jerk. This is not me trying to bash Nashville. I'm not trying to, to have clickbait. None of that. Nissan Stadium is the worst stadium in the United States for professional football. That and FedEx Field. Those two are running neck and neck. Worst stadiums. It's ugly. It's archaic. It's a concrete monstrosity. Remember Riverfront Stadium and Three Rivers Stadium? 
that kind of all look the the same. Remember, remember, remember the vet in Philly. This isn't as bad as those stadiums with the AstroTurf, but this is this is the next level of of putrid from a stadium standpoint. And I found it appalling and almost laughable. The media here in Nashville, they couldn't believe that they weren't selected. That Nashville is a state-of-the-art city. Nashville is one of the most up-and-coming cities in the United States. It costs $700,000 just to buy a regular three-bedroom house in Nashville. How could we not get selected? We're an elite city. We have such brilliant people here. We have so many great businesses and, and great people. People are flocking here. This is one of the fastest-growing cities in the United States. All of those things are true. Nashville is great. I love living in Nashville. You get a lot of the perks of some of the bigger cities like Atlanta and Dallas, but you don't get as much traffic and you don't get as much crime and you don't get as much of some of the theater. But Nashville, Nashville doesn't even have Nashville doesn't even have a bus system. Like when I lived in Brentwood, you can't go downtown from you can't go to downtown Nashville from Brentwood. They don't have a train system. They don't even have a trolley car system. Nashville has no infrastructure to bring in Super Bowls and bring in World Cups. And it's just a running discussion here because every time I, I talk on the show, it's really more of a business segment than a sports segment. I talk on the show, if you want to be a major player as a city, you have to invest in your infrastructure. You've got to have, you've got to have public transport. You've got to have a train system. That's why in Seattle, they've extended their subway system and they're extending it to the east side of town across I-90. Because to be a major player, you've got to have those things. If you want a Super Bowl, you got to have those things. Well, Nashville votes that down. I'm not saying they should vote it down. I, I, I darn near lost my car in a pothole this spring. It had significant damage done to, to my car from a pothole. Nashville has bigger fish to fry, but, but you can't play it both ways, Nashville. You cannot be an elite, world-class, global city that's up there in North America with, with Monterey and Vancouver and Toronto and Seattle and Dallas and Miami and Chicago. You can't be there if you don't make the investment. People here are whining and crying about if there's a new stadium or well, they've got to build it with, they don't want it. They can't build it with taxpayer money. They've got to build it with private equity. When you, when you have that mentality, nobody's going to come play the World Cup in Nashville in this trash stadium, Nissan Stadium. Nobody's coming to that if you don't have state-of-the-art stuff. It's ironic because I'm sitting here in Huntsville. I'm at, I am at Toyota Field in Huntsville, which is a state-of-the-art minor league stadium. And they've invested hundreds of millions of dollars into the project. They have beautiful homes surrounding. There's a J. Alexander's. They, they kind of have this urban feel. Huntsville is a very small town. But they've used this stadium to be an anchor to the movement and growth of the city west into Madison. And that's what smart cities do. They look to advance. They look to grow. You can't have it both ways, Nashville. You can't be an elite city. You, other, otherwise, if you don't make the investment, you're just going to be Atlanta's concubine like you've been forever. So all of this talk about getting a major league team here and getting all of that, you got to put money into that. You got to put money into the roads. You got to put money into infrastructure. But but this whole thing in the media makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, well, they should come to Nashville because we're, we're a really smart city and we're growing fast. Nobody cares about that globally. It's the 40th biggest market in the United States. You are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network.
when I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the Black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. 